Listen up, nerds. We don't ask for much. We don't even interrupt our show with third-party ads. We want to keep it that way. Do that. We need your help. And we need your help in the form of American dollars. This podcast isn't without cost. And none of us take any compensation out of what we do here. We need your help to continue innovating and improving this podcast. I'm not sure how many of you subscribe to podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher or, or, or Google Play, but I'm extremely proud of the product that we produce every week. And, and for three amateurs, it is really high quality. That takes time and it takes money. So your sponsorship on Patreon, that's what we're asking for. If you're kind of nerdy, give us a buck. You get ad block forgiveness and insider access for five bucks you're a nerd you get early access to the podcast all the kind of nerdy rewards at ten dollars you're a super nerd you get a one-time mystery gift and all the other stuff i already mentioned and for 30 bucks a month you are that kind of nerd you get swag from us every month you're an official sponsor with shout outs on the show and everything else that i've already mentioned we're not here hat in hand right we're gonna keep doing what we do If you enjoy what we do, we're asking you to give a little back, to keep us afloat, keep us able to produce this show at this quality every single week. And you can do this by going to your show notes and clicking our Patreon link, or by going to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you. And with that, welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we break down what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Welcome to Brian's Jingle Corner. (laughs) It's actually a thing I've created uh, in my house that's just Brian's Jingle Corner, and nobody's allowed to go in there. And the kids are like, why did you take everything out of that corner? Like, That's Brian's jingle corner. Like, oh, wait, wait. Is Brian going to come over and do jingles? And I'm like, yes. This, he's, uh, going, he's going to. This odd tangent brought to you by Brian Roman, who decided to ask for more of Brian's jingle see, corner. See, I read, I read the Facebook comments. We you do. Listen, we read your Facebook comments, and we take them to heart. I Not only do I read them, you said you were making ringtones, and I have to buy at least all the ringtones. <laughs> so, working on it. It's a project. Could it's we? Coming. Yes. Yeah. Can we get those out there? Uh, look, I mean, what are we talking about? Like, price-wise? It'll be 99 cents. 99 cents a piece, right? Yeah. How many are there? Are there 1,000? <laughs> there, there are not 1,000. <laughs> I'm not the man of 1,000 voices. I have, like, three jingles. Okay, I have my here's what I'm saying. Voice and I, have, I have in my pocket $1,000. To get all of the Brian jingles. Can we have a thousand? Because I, I can. I, will, I mean, I will certainly work on that. I think I, I will I, set different alerts based on the time of day and what day it is. And, here's and here's the, the context for all you fans. I, I put out a, a poll on our Facebook page and said, hey, just listen, what's your favorite segment of, of, of that kind of nerd? Poll that no one approved, by the way. And, uh, and, and Brian Roman. Who, yeah, that wasn't. No one was discussed about that. No, no, one, was no one was like, hey, I'm going to put this poll up. What do you guys think if we take opinions? Good. And I'm like, it happened, I, bro. 
And um, CJ's like, I'm going to do it unilaterally. I don't need your opinion about others. <laughs> I'm opinions. just, I'm just saying, I don't want some social network shit happening. First off, first off, Brian doesn't even Facebook, so I don't know how this word got back to him at all. I get notifications on my phone, <laughs> and I sometimes open them. Yo, every just, time he hits those Google alerts, he gets that. He gets yeah, that. right. And Itch. I asked, hey, what was your favorite thing? And Brian Roman said, uh, Brian's Jingle Corner. To which, and I said, hey, listen, I actually got a, a couple of these stockpiles saved up. And he was like, at first I was happy to hear this news, and now I realize you've been holding out on me. Uh, and he's angry. And I was like, oh, listen, I'm working on a project to make that kind of nerd ringtones of Brian save me. Just give me some time and let me let me try to do this right. And the problem was, the moment he said that, I said, shut up and take my money. <laughs> so it's coming. <laughs> let's get to what you're actually here for, the nerdy world and us breaking no, it down. No, you're here for Brian's jingle corner. So this let's... episode's all jingles all the time. <laughs> jingles and Bane. That's the entire episode. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this. There's uh, some news coming out that is going to change the way Netflix uh, has been operating for the last few years, and that is Disney uh, by 2019, from what I have read, is going to be pulling all its movies and all its content off of uh, Netflix and starting its own streaming service. Now, of course, this won't affect things like Marvel, uh, Netflix uh, shows like Daredevil and and uh, no, but it'll affect the rate at which Marvel movies get released. On but it. it's also going to affect how everyone's using iTunes, uh, how how everyone's using Netflix. I mean, because that's a huge draw. When they got this deal, a lot of people were like, "Hey, I I need." I I was quite uh, pleased. I I watched Moana the other day. So yep. good, so not, good, not, not bad at all. I really enjoyed that movie. It's and then so I, good. It's actually my favorite. My favorite. So they're going to be calling this service Disney Life. Uh, it launched back in November of 2015 uh, for the in the UK, uh, and now it's going to become kind of the, the the US version of it. They are they're offering it right now in the UK for for nine ninety nine uh, there, which is twelve ninety seven US, just because you know currency rates and all that stuff. Uh, but what do you guys think about the hang fact on, that... Hang on. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a reading. CJ's going to ask us if we would pay money for a separate streaming service just for Disney movies. No. I mean, of course you will. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wait. 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 Hang on. Hang on. Wait. Hang on. Question. Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Yes. Yes, hey, Josh. Brian. Yes. Yes, Josh. Do you like Disney movies? I do like Disney movies. Are you willing to pay money for them? I totally am. Me too. Are we <laughs> best friends? Oh my God, Yes. <laughs> That is not what I was going to ask. That is a that is a given question. Here, here's my thing: is what do you what do you think this does to Netflix? What do you how do you think this affects Netflix? Because it doesn't. I just not really hold on. Bit. I just see this the bit being the next domino falling. Right? This is another. Nope. nope. Listen, listen. It doesn't it doesn't affect their viewership. What it does do is give them reason to become more promotional and or maybe maybe separate their plan discount do something different and create more original content to keep people on there the original content is amazing however if i'm spending i don't know 10 bucks a month on disney i would like a reduced rate on netflix if i could get it and i think i think that's something that's got to be in the works so you think netflix's response to this is hey let's change our offerings let's drop it down I, no, not necessarily immediately, but I think they need to be more promotional somehow. There needs to be something new and innovative from Netflix. It's 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 been quite some time. Indeed, agreed. I, no, I'm serious, CJ. No, they, I, they, I, they haven't. I, I hear what you're other saying. Other than other than Netflix originals, which I love, but but content isn't the same thing as service. 
and they they're gonna have to stay competitive. When's the let? I mean, have them change their price in years? Well, the last thing that, that they did was do I think the eleven ninety nine where you could have the four people viewing the account at right. the same time thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I mean that was a reasonable change, right? But if if I can't get Disney and I'm now paying whatever I'm paying for Disney and it's not on Netflix, right? It's one less thing that's tying me to Netflix as a subscriber, right? And and that right there, I think, is the interesting thing that you're you're absolutely right. They have to do something to adapt. I just don't know what else you can do. I mean, I, if you look at the financials, Netflix is actually not making money at all. They're they're losing money. But they're still a highly sought yeah, after. Yeah, but company. they own the market, right? Uh, and but if if companies like Disney and stuff like that start venturing out, what what someone else brought up was this is also the cableization of streaming services, right? I I left cable as a cord cutter because I was tired of these packages and having to, to deal. Yeah, with Yeah, but this. you're going to end up paying twelve dollars for Netflix, eight dollars for Hulu, ten dollars for Disney, another eight dollars for DC Direct. At that point, you might as well right. get cable. It's right. the same thing as cable. Right, uh, and that's a that's an issue for me because I I don't want cable. I haven't had a good experience with the equipment i haven't had a good experience with the overall services uh and streaming is a lot more convenient for me uh and i just think it's 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 a lot of people were freaking out about the whole you know cord cutting philosophy and and now we're seeing that companies are like hey there's a lot of people who who want to do this let's let's change the market and i can't tell if this is a good thing or if this is a bad thing for users and and, and for us as viewers i know that answer <laughs> now nothing's ever good for us it, it, it is a thing that is happening and you will all just have to suck it up and deal with it. I don't think it's either good or bad. I think it's Disney testing the waters and saying, does this make sense? Because I mean, let's face it. If this way doesn't work, it's not like Netflix is going to go. No, we don't want to. I mean, let's face content. it. Disney gets their money either way, whether it be from monthly subscriptions or Netflix buying the rights to have their movie streamed on their service every month or year. Right, But don't you feel they like their this money. Is, don't you feel like this is this is them going? Is this possible? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Because they could fold up in six months, couldn't they? And just yeah. go right back on Netflix. Absolutely. And, right. and nobody would say anything about it. It'd be like it never happened. Here's the other thing, too. Right. And, and what we talked about with the Apple TV in particular was their TV app allows you to take all these streaming services and combine them in one spot. Right. Instead of having to go to app to app to app to and universal search. So if I want to find something, I could just ask, hey, play me this. And bam, it searches across all these streaming services. If that doesn't happen on Android TV. That doesn't happen on TiVo. It doesn't happen anywhere else. We're, we're seeing some more fragmentation again. And, and the question is, who's going to fill this gap and make the device that takes all these streaming services and puts them together in a way that everyone can find? Because right now it's Amazon, Hulu, Netflix. You've now got uh, you know DC Direct, and then you're going to have you're going to have Disney. I mean, who's who's going to help out the people who are stuck with? navigating oh you can't watch a movie on this it's on here i mean just well, yeah. apple tv is the closest especially when you consider that now disney is fragmented apple tv is certainly the closest yeah and, and apple has a relationship with disney right that's what, and with, that's what and i'm with, saying and with pixar which is which is pixar, good which right. is good to ha- which is good to have but uh, i mean what, what i mean for people who don't buy the apple ecosystem what if what, do what they if do? disney what if disney content went exclusive apple no, I, I, I what if they tried happen. to do that with or, the, or like no, no, or no. like as a as a as a limited release. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, it's it's what they did with the iPod back in the day when the iPod video came out. Is, Brian, is that is that so far fetched? Like, yeah, is it that, absolutely is, so, is far fetched. I don't no, no, no. So, I don't dude. mean it. I'm not saying exclusive only Apple. I'm saying a limited release early. iTunes, Apple TV, they get it first. 
Isn't I mean that's not that that's crazy. That's not far fetched. That, that could happen. That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing with Disney, right? As as a whole, Disney does this artificial supply and demand. They do they put movies back in the vault, right? They recall all of them. you. Uh, seriously, they when they're like it's going in the vault. I sat there do going, you, yeah, right. You, I'll have to buy this six months later. I mean, no. you you guys you guys must have been exposed to this, Brian. Certainly at Blockbuster. And, yep. and I think all of us at Best Buy, where these. These movies would literally get yanked off the shelf. Yes. Yep. Just yanked. Time. Gone. So this this streaming service can still there is actually that. a schedule behind that. Believe it or not. No, I, I do. I, I believe it. And there's obviously listen. It works, right? It sells and, uh, old right, movies. Right. But behind the schedule is a mad scientist. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> That's is the problem. It's the giant's puppet master making everybody dance. And this is a way, and and that right there though is the hook to get people to do this. Besides the fact it's Disney saying, "Hey, listen," and with your theory, Josh hook, here on Captain Hook, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. The, CJ. the limited exclusivity is saying, "Hey, listen, we're taking this out of the vault for a little bit of time. It'll be available on the Disney streaming service and on you know Apple TV. If you don't have one of those two things, sucks to be you. You know, peace out." Uh, which will be interesting. I just thought it was such an interesting dynamic and a, a thing to do, and uh, I, I just I'm I'm still unsure about how I feel for it. Besides, yeah, okay, this is another thing for me to pay to you know take my subscription. Now I got to go make another flow chart, another freaking Excel chart for you listeners. But uh, sure, whatever, I'll I'll do that. I feel like eventually, because I'm an Apple user, this is going to pay off. So. I, and that's actually how I feel about it. I'm I'm fine with it. So the other thing that I came across was uh, I don't know if you guys have actually seen the movie Death Wish, and I the, have. the uh, 25 Charles Bronson, yeah, yeah, the 25 sequels Wish. that came with it after the fact. <laughs> this, this guy we haven't seen Death Wish. Listen, there's some people who. Ha- All right, hold on. There are some people who haven't seen it. Can wait, someone- wait, 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 wait. But but here's the thing. That's adorable. I know. I know. There are people out there who don't see movies, yes. like like myself, <laughs> correct, or perhaps Josh. But you asked us a question. <laughs> that was dumb of me. You're right. You asked us, "Have we seen Death Wish?" To which me and Josh are like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Of course, we've seen Death Wish. Who allowed this peasant in my presence? So some news came out that, uh, of course, Hollywood is just spinning the remake engine at, at full speed. That uh, they are remaking the movie Death Wish. Uh, it's with Eli Roth and Bruce Willis. With can, Bruce Willis. Can someone give context to the people who haven't seen Death Wish what this movie is about and and just why we may shake our heads or be very happy about this? Brian? Revenge. <laughs> All that movie is about. Uh, yes. All right. So very loosely, it's a revenge flick. More it's a revenge story. Charles Bronson has his family killed. So... He has to go get revenge. That's, I mean, it's. I mean, this is what the Punisher was based off of. Yes. This movie. Yes. And and if you know the Punisher story, you know Death Wish. It's the movie that launched a thousand ships have about revenge. Oh, totally. The thing that Charles Bronson couldn't do that Bruce Willis can is casual humor. Casual humor. Charles Bronson did not have it. That's true. Bruce Willis does. Hey, Ma, can I get an ice cream? No dice. Bronson um, doesn't get it. Yeah. No, I, I I am excited by the prospect of a movie like this with Bruce Willis. I am confused why Eli Roth is directing it. You saw the trailer, right? The trailer looked great. The trailer looked great, but Eli, I mean, dude, a trailer can always look great. I you're can right. Make- you're right. And this is this is my own argument. A trailer can always. Yeah, you're right. 
I, you can make a trailer look great. The, is it this, is it more than ninety minutes? Is my question. No, that's a good question. Actually, let me find out what the running time is. If the runtime is fewer than ninety minutes, we don't even need to. And talk. Eli Roth is really kind of famous for Cabin Fever, Hostel, uh, Hostel Part Two, obviously. Yeah, a ton of horror, shitty horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Which begs the question: Is this the guy that you want in charge of the franchise? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not right. But I'm all these okay movies were were sort of very niche, very, very confined to their time. So this seems like a, a good spot to resurrect it. There is not a new running a running time for the new Death Wish. Yeah, I, I think it's still in like post production, isn't it? It's probably it's, they're still working on the the running time. Sometimes they announce that shit. You don't know. Uh, just what do you guys think? It's it's another remake. It's a it's a story that I'm know, okay. I'm okay with it, especially with Bruce Willis in it. It's going to be a movie that I watch. You know, not in the theater. Obviously, I'm not going to go to the theater. That's crazy talk. But I'm definitely going to watch this movie, and and likely will buy it on iTunes. The other bit of news that it was in the the TV movie realm was uh, a little bit of news about the Dark Tower. Uh, this movie. Oh, got- I saw this last night. Oh, did you? Okay, so was it as bad as everyone says? And there's a lot of people like, if you read the books, you'll hate it. You're like, okay, well, most people haven't. So just how was the movie as a movie? Well, I, 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 I did read the first two books, but but here's the thing. As a movie, it it wasn't great. Okay. I was extremely disappointed um, by a lot of things. And then, like, my knowledge of the books just added that disappointment because I was like, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't think that's right. So what what if what if you see it having no knowledge of the book? But even even having no knowledge of the book, it's not a great movie. It's very oh. disappointing. Okay. Well, fair enough. I, um, I will not. And, and, and I really I can tell you right now, a lot of it is because of the 90 minute running time. They're just shoved way too much into 90 minutes. It didn't it it it's not that it didn't make sense, but it moved too fast. They couldn't when, develop when anything. it is free. I will watch. It. So here's the saving grace to the Dark Tower fans and franchises that Glenn uh, Mazzaro, who used to be one of the showrunners of The Walking Dead, is uh, picking up a Dark Tower TV series. Yeah, I saw this. Is that a better application, Brian? Is that it's supposed to be a direct adaptation of the books from what I read? Yes. Uh, it's still up in the air if it's going to a streaming service or if it's actually going to, uh, you know, a network. Well, they got to shop it around. They, they did, but it's about 10 to 13 episodes right now for, for the season one, which is, again... Uh, uh, Wouldn't you love to see this hit FX? Uh, yeah. I'd be actually okay with this with Amazon. No, I'm not sci-fi. I don't... Not sci-fi. Well, Amazon... Amazon's kind of pie in the sky, isn't it? Isn't, like, I, I would consider an Amazon original bigger than FX at this point. I think a show like this, either you do Showtime or HBO or AMC. Ooh, one, or, one or the other. That's those are that's like good, good play, buddy. Well, I mean, you're, the guy you're, has, set, you're setting the bar first really off, high. First off, allow me, allow me. Brian's jingle corner. Do that again. I disagree with you. Do it again. This guy has ties to AMC already, so it's completely it's completely feasible that they can do AMC. Correct. And the Dark Tower series itself has been picked up and dropped off by HBO multiple times. So it's completely feasible that they have a good enough pitch and a it good enough idea. It seems perfect for HBO, but it doesn't seem like it makes sense. Like, this is all sort of, hey, you know what we did? We we did a show because the movie was ass. Well, like, this it doesn't was, seem like... But this, I, I, this, think, I think they did the show. A, they were doing the show before the movie even came out. Correct, And yes. the reviews came out. 
Mm, B, they've right. been talking about doing this as a show for years. Like the original concept was we're going to do a show and then it's going to culminate in a movie and Correct. then you're going to go back to the season of the show. You're like, you're like, we were talking about it when it was Prism before HBO bought us. <laughs> yeah. So they've been talking about this for a long, long time and it's gone through many iterations and we, we got a lackluster movie. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it was terrible. There was definitely some redeeming qualities of it. How was I just was not a fan of it. It just was always wonderful. Was he wonderful? Because I feel like he'd be wonderful. But he, Matthew McConaughey would suck ass. See, I like Matthew McConaughey in this role. I do. It's just the storytelling was off. The storytelling was was bad. Sure. Everything, I like you a little. Bad. But a little listen, less. listen. This is again something that we've talked about time and time again. When there's big universes and big worlds to this, it's better to do this on a series on either a streaming service or a respected network than it is to try to cram this all into movies. And this is again the rise of the golden age of television, right? Well, right, because that thirteen hours is better than one and a half. Correct. And and that's and I mean we kind of need to well well. I got I got to correct you on that. 13 hours of I don't know, Game of Thrones, great. 13 hours of Creed, not so great. <laughs> well, what about Creed? Are you talking the movie Creed or are you talking about the band Creed? The band Creed. There's nothing wrong with 13 hours of Creed, you bastard. There's absolutely and no one everything can wrong convince me otherwise. There's They're awful. Everything wrong with 13 hours you, of Creed. You, listen, you really enjoy your bad. world, I'll enjoy mine. I will. My, I'll take my the f- world, and my I will world take has the Iron flag. Man in it, okay? I will take the flack for being a Creed supporter. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, You should. They were my shame. first concert. They were my first concert? Second that's concert. A second concert. They were my that's second a, concert. That's a shame. I looked, really? Because on episode 24, you said it was your first concert, so now I you're a fucking remember. liar. I can't remember. All right, well, now it's time to uh, take a look at the world of comic books, how it's affecting movies, how it's affecting television, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. How is it affecting me this week, CJ? So this week, uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. But the first thing is, Brian, are you familiar with Miller World? Oops, how's if I don't hit the microphone? <laughs> Brian, are you familiar, <laughs> familiar, familiar with, with, with Miller World? Miller World. Wait, right, just you headbutted the microphone, I I head which was amazing. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> so, Brian, you're obviously familiar with uh, Miller World, correct? Millar World, yes. They are the comic book company who they is have brought behind. us some 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 movies already, such as Kick Ass and The Kingsman. Right. Well, yes. They just got announced that they were purchased by Netflix. I saw this. That's this good. Does affect me greatly. Get the get the reboot engine spinning Netflix in a good way, and let's start getting some some cool. They don't need to reboot up. shit. There's a listen. I think we no, need no, to no, see. No, no, Kick-Ass. What if they could add? What if they could add to the Kingsman? Bup, what bup. If, Bup, what if they could add to the bup Kingsman? Fucking bup. <laughs> All right. Bup fucking bup. Go ahead, dude. Uh the the station of Kickass, I I don't think the second one did very well, so doing a third one on Netflix would be perfectly fine. Kingsman is 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 awesome. Leave and, Kingsman and, alone. Let it let us do its and thing. Whoever I don't remember. What if who they could it? add? What if they I could add know, to Kingsman? I, I, I don't know what if. I all all I know is that Netflix doesn't own the rights to Kingsman. But they own the rights to everything else that Millar is going to do or has done. All stuff right, like Superior right, and enough. things. There's a lot of stuff in this world that, that Millar has written and, and done that is really interesting. They did this uh, this whole Superior storyline, which they've been talking about doing a, a movie of. I, I would not be surprised if they do a Netflix show about um, this kid who gets imbued with superpowers. This uh, 
crippled kid who just you know turns into his famous his favorite superhero from the movies like it's gonna be cool how do we not have wanted the series on anyone's list right now um, how do we not immediately ask for wanted to be back and get us a better ver- and bring james mcavoy back because i love because, the bastard because because the wanted that you know and love is nothing like the wanted from the comic books right which is i didn't like i like i want better wanted i don't want what have i saw you, with have Angelina you read Jolie. better wanted no i don't care it's then obviously better up. than is it not better than the movie that we got um it, it was based around super villains, not assassins. That's it not an answer. Different. So, I mean, is it better than the movie we got? Brian, I, he's, he's I, right. I, That's not an answer. I, I, I know. I know. Um, But they're, they're so different. I mean, I like the comic book better than the movie, but I also like the Answer. Movie. No, answer. We want an answer. So before you run for office, can you just answer the question? Answer. The comic book better Okay, listen. The alligator mouth is eating the comic book version. You see what I'm doing here? <laughs> greater than. Greater, greater than. So, I would like to see that as a series. Is that too hard to ask for? Is that too hard to understand? Can you wrap your brain around that? I mean, it's really hard to ask for if you don't know what you're asking for. You've never read the books. How do you know what you're asking for? You could be asking for, you know, Creed songs for the next 13 hours. And again, I would be okay <laughs> with that. Uh, no, but this is really I don't cool. think you would. I, I don't think you'd make it past hour three. D- a challenge accepted. Because Great. I even listened to Scott Stapp's solo album and Alter Bridge. And if oh you know who any of these people are, <laughs> Brian, can I'm you sorry. Can you? Listen to that kind of nerd fans. I need you to have CJ live stream 13 hours of him listening to Creed. And here are the rules. He he can only get up to eat and use the, the potty. Nope. What pot, nope. potty breaks? He's gotta out? pick one of those two. I will need I I will need Jenny to live stream that. I, I like some like something where something where you don't control where it starts and ends, so True. that I can hear all the consternation. <laughs> so anyway, let's way. move on from Creed. Let's let's go back to this. Let's go back to this world. How did this get back on the to damn Creed? Anyway, I think this is good news. This is really you cool. like Creed, Jingles Bane, and Creed. Sounds like the worst eighty <laughs> sitcom back ever. On, back on topic. Um, I think this topic? is a back on topic. I think what this topic? is a, the, the the topic of the Netflix acquisition. Oh, I we thought you were done with that? that. I thought we were done. With I was that. just saying. This is really, oh my god! Didn't is it viable? A, is it big news? You, wait, didn't you move on a Cape Talk? This we is are Cape, in Cape talk. talk. This is Cape Talk. The comic book company being purchased so, by Netflix. That is Cape so, Talk. Well, Miller World oh, is in the comic book company. Yes, okay, but, okay. not the net, not the other Netflix. Listen, I'm not I'm not going to split hairs with you, but it's not a publisher at all. Okay, so besides the amazing battle on Game of Thrones, which if you want to hear our thoughts about it, you can go check out our Game of Thrones episode. There was another piece of nerdy news that dominated the internet this week, and that was Ryan Reynolds giving us the first look of Josh Brolin's Cable in Deadpool two, and I'm happy about this. I like what i see so far and uh i'm excited looks like cable that's like my only thoughts are it looks like cable brian go i'm extremely happy with how josh brolin looks he looks fantastic i don't know what more you want me to say about it besides the fact that he has a teddy bear on his belt i'm a little curious as to why he has that other than that it's gonna be awesome i also got the note that he needs more pockets and a bigger gun and of course we have to hide his feet so that hide his feet yes that's uh, only because of the artist. That's exactly why. Rob Liefeld can't draw ankles and feet for to save his life. It's okay. We forgive him for it. He co-created Deadpool. So, Brian, you had brought up the DC streaming service uh, earlier in our conversation, and there's some news coming out of there that DC's live-action Titans has just cast a cast member. 
Uh, they have cast Raven. Yes, I I did see this, but I don't know the person. Yeah, Can it's an Australian me? actress uh, by the name of Tegan Croft, who basically doesn't really spell that for me. T e a g a n. Yep, C r o f t. You can also and Croft uh, like how to spell that by. Yep, you can also learn how to spell that by clicking the link in the show notes, uh, and you can go ahead. And- okay. All right. My kids, by the way, love this show. Which show? But they is love this? Teen Titans Go. Y- yes, Teen Titans Go. Yes, yes right. Teen, no, 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 Brian's no, about to no, throw Josh, forks at you. Josh, no, Josh, Josh, no. Why? What? 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 what My head. What okay, did I do wrong? I, ladies and gentlemen, I yield the forward to Brian, Fort- Brian Thornton for three minutes to yell at Josh Burns. Why about can't the you pronounce my name? You haven't been drinking. I. <laughs> very tired. It's very easy. It's a, a newborn it's a and I'm very it's a ton. Thornton. Anyway, go ahead. The N in the middle, just in case you're trying to spell it. I yield the floor, sir. Thornton. Go. Anyway, Teen Titans Go is an abomination to everything and everyone, and it's great. For little kids. Yes. Let me finish. That gentleman has let not me, yielded his time. Let me finish. Well, filibuster this shit. It is great for children of young ages, but your kids, your kids, who I know are leagues ahead of other kids their age. <laughs> discerning individuals. They are discerning individuals. For a child who can dissect a Spider-Man trailer as well as your freaking child did, he deserves to watch the good Teen Titans show, which was on many moons ago. If you need it, I have it. I'll let you borrow it. Is it is it on a streaming service? I don't think it is, but maybe it'll be on this. Um, maybe it'll be on this DC streaming service. Who knows? But Teen Titans had an amazing show uh, in oh, what was that? Two thousand three, two thousand three to about two thousand eight, where it was actually serious cartoon about teen sidekicks yeah. fighting evil and. That's pretty awesome. I think your kids would enjoy it. It wasn't about waffles and shaking uh, your butt okay, for bees. Look, I'm on board. Uh, we're we're watching uh, Flash in its entirety for the second time in as many months. So, so this live action show is being done by, of course, Greg Berlanti, uh, Jeff Johns, and Avika Goldsman. I don't know who Avika Goldsman is. Apparently, she's a, a Hollywood to do. Listen, I I will I won't listen to you say Avada Kedavra one more time. It's, <laughs> it's enough. It's a killing curse, and I don't want to. I'm so sorry, especially close to Harry Potter's birthday. That's very insensitive. Listen, listen, don't do it. Listen, did you say Greg Berlanti? Yes. Did you say Jeff? I'm on board. Jeff Johns. I did. I'm on board. Great. I'm watching it. Yep. She looks good. She looks like if I dyed her hair purple and gave her pale skin, she'd be Raven. I've never seen anything this girl has been in. She hasn't been in a ton. That's yeah. So we'll see. I'm all for it. Raven's Raven's. Let me let me be very clear. Outside of Robin. Raven is my favorite Teen Titan. Wow. So they better get her right. Absolutely. I agree. All right. So we shall see when uh, DC unveils the show in 2000. We shall see, CJ. Well, you know what's left to do? C. C. Is it a CW thing or is it streaming only? Streaming only streaming on this DC only. streaming service. Woof. That's a big risk. No, nah, I think it's the right. I think it's the right. As move. we just discussed with Disney, really? I think it's the right move. No, you like, know why but, it's the right but move. But Disney, you know Disney, why it's the right move. Disney's you know. got big balls, right? Berlanti shouldn't shouldn't have great big balls. I'm I'm saying great big balls. Listen, I'm holding. Listen, my listen. The the size of Disney's balls aside, you know why this is a good <laughs> move? Because they're already going to get a ton of viewership because the third season of Young Justice is premiering on this correct platform. Yes. Yep. Right so. There. What, okay. That's the audience you want. The people who are going to pay to see 
Young Justice Season 3 are also going to want to see a Teen Titans show. So, all right. There you, there you go. I'm with you. you. Go. I'm buying no it. Argument. I'm streaming it. I'm down. I'll lend you my login. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of Cape Talk. So I like to, to scour the internet. And I like to find the weird, the obscure, and the, just the newsworthy. And then I ask these gentlemen for their tech perspective. Just once. That was that was a Yankee Doodle Dan. Just once. Type. I want to intro this segment without a bebop. That was that was very that was very sort of. Well, oh, you know what I imagine? That's much more freeform. That one. I, I kind of imagine like the the uh, the DSL like the the Ethernet dial up. Yes. Like the- yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, Josh, I put a, a segment into the, the show notes this week to which your reply was, what the fuck is this? And it was Hellblade punishes you for dying a lot. Now, this story has been updated and some things have been confirmed, but there is a video game that is, quote unquote, or threatening to punish its players that if you die too much, it will delete your save games and you have to start all over again. Yeah, well, that's what you get for sucking people. Now, the, the thing is sucking. The game ha- officially has been announced that this is kind of all just uh, a motivational tool. They won't actually do it. But to Mitch, my reply is, why not? This sounds Bull like a great crap. idea. If you die too much in a video game, I should have to start over. That's how it used um, to be. Look, it, first and foremost, if I bought the game, you don't get to decide when I start over. I paid money for the game. I get to decide when I start over. Beyond that, I have no opinion. Brian, it sounds like you do. I kind of like it when games do this, like, kind of new different ways of kind of screwing with gamers. There was indeed a game uh, many moons ago back on the GameCube. I believe it was called Eternal Darkness that uh, played on this whole, like, psychological thing. You were in an insane asylum. You're trying to figure out if you were crazy or not crazy or things like that. And there was a part of this game that um, told you to turn off your GameCube right away. And if you did, it erased your save file. Ha! I love it when games do stuff like this. It, it, it it's, it's cool. It keeps you on your toes. And honestly, if you suck that much at a game, unless it's Dragon Souls or Bloodborne, which are meant to be impossibly hard, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I wouldn't mind starting over because obviously I suck and I need more practice. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm down for this. I think it's a, I think it's a fun little mechanism. I think it adds some drama. It makes you kind of think about what you're doing within the game and it kind of makes you pay more attention. I can't tell you how many times I'm playing Fallout or Oblivion and I have a million save files and I go into a, a battle with somebody and I'm like, oh, that sucked. Go back. And then, you know, I, I didn't learn from my consequences, from my actions. Yeah, I, I mean, just keep going through. Seriously, if you're smart enough and you do multiple save files, if you just keep dying at one point, just load up the other save file where you didn't die so much. Right, which is, which is what I do. And I think that, you know, game publishers are saying, hey, listen, you're really not like not really trying anymore. You just know that you have this safety net. What if we just remove the safety net and really make you think about how you're going to play this level? I think it's right. Like, like honestly, like if I lost all my lives on world eight, four in Mario, guess what? I had to start all the hell, like all the way back at the beginning. Yes. So I'm okay with this. I think it's fun. Uh, The other thing I came across uh, on the, the wild web, as I will call it, was a, a great article by the verge and it's about prescription video games Maybe being the future of of medicine. Uh, And before you scratch your head and go, what the hell are you talking about? I I want you to think of a couple companies. When I say like Lumosity, right, and and those brain training companies, they were trying to make games that, you know, improved your memory and helped your cognitive function. The problem is 
that a lot of these claims are very unsubstantiated. It's based on nothing. And it's really just a way to sell you, you know, games that don't actually help. Wait, you. wait, wait. Are you telling me that if I can't spot the difference between two pictures inside of 30 seconds, that my brain's not getting better? That is, that's correct, Brian. They're lying to you. The fuck? That's a lot. So uh, this company uh, is actually working on actual clinical trials, double-blind studies, the whole scientific method to create games to help with cognitive function. Uh, the company's name is called Achille. Uh, it's using VR and AR to make uh, really great interactive games, and it's very interesting they're, they're, the way they're going about it. I highly recommend you check out the video that we have in our, in our show notes that kind of explains it. Um, but I just thought it was an interesting way to approach this medium because one of their goals is to put on a VR headset, right, get you in a rig, and one of their games is basically a, a city that is a maze. And you walk through it, and then after you solve the puzzle, they change one thing about it. And you keep going through this, and you try to map out the brain. You try to remember where everything was and adapt to these little changes. And they're hoping that this treatment can help with Alzheimer's and they can help with people in depression and it's right. it's an interesting application because there's actually a lot of merit to this. So I I, I think I think it makes sense as a, a remedy for folks who have challenges with cognitive function. Right. So so as in exploratory science, I think it makes sense. I think it's I don't look. I think it helps it, that it's VR. Calling it the future of medicine is a real is a real problem for me. I agree right? too because. Yes. Right, it, it, because it's more about a, a, a you know a clinical training than it is about actual medicine. So, I think that the more we can use technology to improve life, all life, and I don't I don't mean just you know for those who have challenges, but for all life, the better off we'll be. And if we're not exploring ways to ease the pain of others or improve training or improve life, or improve rehab for people with challenges with cognitive function, then we're making a mistake and we're doing it wrong. This makes all the sense in the world. And this was an interesting thing, too. When we had watched House of Cards together, right, we had seen that there was a VR application for helping people cope with PTSD, Yes. Right. And and these are the kind of focuses that they're talking about. So, Brian, this is not the Lumosity will make you smarter by making you do a couple mazes and you know match the oh, fruit man. together. This is for But they say my have- IQ went up like four <laughs> points. <laughs> it did not, sir. And that and they actually lost a, a lawsuit. They had to pay, I think it was like sixteen million dollars based off of these these false accusations. That lovely lady on the television commercial said that she felt smarter. Right. Uh, and this is out to treat ADHD, autism, depression, Alzheimer's. It, it's those things. So it's not suited for everybody. They're not making a, a catch-all for this. So no, I thought it was I mean, super it, interesting. It, that, is, that is really interesting. And, and I think with the, the the popularity of VR and AR, it makes more sense This doing this. Like, doing a Sudoku puzzle ten times in a row, is it's not going to help, honestly. But, I mean, something like this, which actually – Put you into a situation that you need to figure out without like actually putting you in like any sort of danger or anything. I think that actually would help a lot. Right. So, again, very in agreement. Very interesting on this topic. I highly suggest, again, you check out our show notes. We have a link to the video. Uh, it's an amazing video to watch because they're really breaking down what this is all about. So highly recommend you check it out and give us your thoughts on the topic. If you think that this is something that maybe uh, other industries should be exploring, please let us know. Brian, I have a question for you. 
Brian, I have a question for you. You come across a, a lot of programs. You have a lot of usernames. Do you use any kind of password manager at all? Use any program to help you make and generate passwords? No. But now that you bring it up, I forgot my iTunes password. I got to <laughs> change it. Well, listen, there's there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And uh, a couple of years ago, a security expert by the name of Bill Burr, not the comedian, uh, kind of gave out some guidelines uh, back in 2013. Does my password need an ampersand? Right. So that was it, right? It was uh, P uh, at sign, you know, SSW0RD123 with the exclamation point. Uh, it's Mine using, is huge dick 69. <laughs> right, people are saying like <laughs> with a one for the eye and yeah, exactly. So, you know, you just you can't. There's no you can't way you'd that. ever get that. Yeah. So he's saying, listen, in 2003 it was irregular capitalization, special characters and at least one numeral. Right. Those are what makes a strong password. Well, guess what? In 2017, the same guy goes, hey, remember all that advice I gave you back in 2003? Yeah, I was really wrong. Like, that's a bad idea. People are guessing these things. No problem. You know what your new password should be? One, two, three, four. No, correct horse battery staple. Correct. I'm sorry? Yeah. Correct, correct horse, horse battery, battery staple. Four random but common words put together in a string. It's a lot easier for actually you to remember, right? But it's also hard for algorithms to guess. I got to tell you, I'm never going to remember that ever. Not ever. I'm not saying I'm- it actually needs to be correct horse battery staple. No, but like four random words, like Bane, Jingle, Corner, Creed. There you go. Except you can't use that now because you just put it on the, you know, on the podcast. So. People won't. People don't want to log into my shit. Trust now, me. There's now nothing people going can on remember there. your your iTunes password for you. There you go. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so that made me ask a question: If you could make the password for the other person on the podcast, what do you think the four random words would be? So, Josh, what do you think Brian's password would be? Four random words that Brian <laughs> would pick to make his password. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. Did we lose, Josh? No, no, no. no I'm, just, I'm having okay, a very okay, okay. hard time with this. <laughs> this is very difficult. I'm not sure I can. I can possibly. I, I'm not. No, no. I can't. I can't make a password for Brian. I'm thinking four words for Brian that could make a password. Batman flash Spider Man. Four words. Go. Uh, yeah, but listen, it, it's four random words, but they have to have something in common. That's that's two on the nose, right? Is that two on the nose? It's two on the nose. So if it, it would be like a Batman whiskey robot comic. Okay, you did it. Good job. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't have to do it now. Okay, Brian, what would Josh's four-word password be? This is terrible, because if I say something weird, he's going to get offended. Um, I don't think I've ever been offended by anything. No, you're not, you haven't. This is difficult, isn't this, it difficult? This is difficult. This is difficult. Um, <clears throat> I, I have mine. <clears throat> it would be Apple, uh, Apple, hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on. Apple to Messently Soup Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> mine would, uh, I believe his would be a Whiskey Boss Sports Hat. <laughs> <laughs> and now I offer you guys... Me and of course I know Creed is somehow going to work into all of this. Oh this no, it totally is. Um, so hey, forward, forward password for me with arms wide open. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. I love it, Doctor Creed. I stole Brian's name. It's <laughs> too. It's too many. Is that no, too it many? works. That works. It's I, I, four too, words exactly. Oh, uh, oh, um, huh. Doctor Creed Tech Flugelgorp. 
I can't even remember how to spell Flugelgorg. Exactly. I'll be I blocked you out of all I your blocked out of Facebook. Well, I guess that's a kind of a good thing. All right. I'm really curious to hear what you, the listeners, would assign us our four-word passwords based uh, on your interactions with us idea. on this Bad idea. My show. best friend's a listener. And I would love to see them on Facebook at facebook.com slash thatkindofnerd or Twitter at thatkindofnerd. I would <laughs> love to hear these. I would like to hear my wife's four-word password <laughs> to me. Actually, that's that's the most interesting part. of. That's my big I think it would be like, do the fucking dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing is i already do the fucking dishes so that's not that's definitely not gonna be her fucking password oh i want foldy made of mine <laughs> all right you got some suggestions keep keep going uh bonus points to see who can make the most creative creed reference for mine i'll, I'll, I'll give you that <laughs> all right hey josh there's a, a company out there that makes a lot of accessories that you and i are actually big fans of it's anchor, anchor? is it anchor it's anchor uh, listen there are no affiliation with us we get no money from them they just make damn good products Yep. Uh, and Anchor has made a Alexa speaker that is like an Echo Dot, but it's cheaper. And uh, there's listen, there's two things in there that I like, Anchor and cheaper. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what this dot is and, and why this is something that is pretty interesting. All right, here's the thing. You need to know first uh, about the Echo Dot. The Echo Dot is not an Amazon Echo. It does not control your things. It's a satellite thing that connects to other things so that the other things can understand what you're saying. So you say, Alexa, do this. And you're not in a room where your Amazon Echo is. So the dot translates what you say to your things. Here's the problem. The Amazon Echo dot, the Amazon Echo, all of those products work approximately half the time. So... A cheaper version that does the same thing is favorable. And Anchor is a great manufacturer. I can get behind really anything they do because I own a ton of their products. So if this is less expensive and if you already own an Amazon Echo and it's part of your life and it's part of your ecosystem, then please buy this less expensive solution and have a better time because you've spent less money on your half-functional product. That's my explanation, CJ. People that use these products are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. There's nothing I can say to top that. Good. That's the end of the word from that kind of nerd on this topic. So it's time for the nerd degrees, where that kind of nerd gets its opinions on a topic, a product, or a movie. We give it the third degree. It's an inquisition of sorts. And today we're looking at a product that asks a question, what if you could brush your teeth in 10 seconds? But of course, it's done through the, prow- the power of the Kickstarter. So there's a, this is ridiculous. There's a product called so, the, the Sometime in eight, 18 months from now, you'll be able to possibly think about at one point brushing your teeth with a pacifier <laughs> that looks like a toothbrush. I, I really wish I could tell you that this product didn't raise $3 million, but it did. I'm really Look confused. At- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's a pacifier. So you put this in your mouth, right? It's a revolution. They say, quote, it's a revolutionary new toothbrush. Yeah, everything on Kickstarter is revolutionary. Right. That brushes your teeth automatically in just 10 seconds. How long does it take you to brush your teeth? Two minutes. Yeah, it should take you two minutes. It's like a two and a half minute process. Right. It's a a two minute process. What are you going to do with the other minute and 50 seconds? I don't even know. Use your folding mate. How does this? I don't need to use the folding mate. It's automatic. 
Listen, how does this accomplish what my crazy oral B thing accomplishes in two minutes? How does this thing accomplish that in 10 so seconds? So there's, there's, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm, there's brushes on, on both sides of the tooth for every teeth, for every, every tooth. And you just go flip top and bottom. And it, it, it literally looks like a pacifier. But I got to tell you, bro, I, I have incredibly healthy gums and teeth. Like my, my dentist always compliments me on my on the health of my gums and teeth because I take care of my shit because I'm not a slob. Right. Right. Now, here's the thing. I deliberately make my gums bleed on a daily basis. That's how I know I'm getting them clean. Right. Like if it, if it burns, it's working. Yes. Right. Right. This thing isn't going to make my gums bleed. I'm looking at it. I can see it now. It's very unthreatening. There's going to be no gums bleeding in 10 seconds. There's no way this thing is going to do for me what I can do to myself with the like an Oral-B thing. Crazy thing that, that you know, right. not that costly, but, you know, takes two minutes. This is crazy. 10 seconds. Te- oh, look, that's like, that's like my kids get in the shower and they get out and I go, you wash your hair? Yeah. I don't believe you. Did you wash your face? Yeah. No, I don't believe you. Is there any chance you wash your ass at all? You did. You, you're going to admit you didn't do that. Get back in the shower. That's the problem. Is this another half hour, CJ, of my kids getting a shower before they can go to bed? This is what this thing is to me. To me. Do it over. Do it again. Do it again. Did you do it? Did you do it? Do it again. Because it's not done right. I feel like this is the you tried star for teeth brushing. Right. I actually, I'm thinking about it and feeling dirty teeth. I'm going to have to go upstairs and make my gums bleed right now because this is not okay. And everything they're saying is not okay. It's bad. Yeah. It's basically a bunch of people with halitosis talking to you all day. <laughs> Do you want people with halitosis talking to you all day? I don't. You Just know, rotten teeth, people talking to you. No. So, uh, so, so listen, here, here, here's the facts that they're giving. And then I want your, your nerd degree. On, on this. The fact one is that uh, every other person, this is a crazy stat, avoids brushing their teeth in the evening because they're too tired. What? The, the, I, I Listen, I don't agree with these facts at all. The average toothbrushing time is 60 seconds instead of the recommended 180. You should get an Oral-B thing that tells you when it's time to switch quadrants. <laughs> you, What are you people? Animals? Fact three. What are you doing your with your teeth? You, you, know, you separate your mouth into quadrants? Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Quadrants. Who taught you how to brush your teeth, Brian? How do you brush brush your teeth? Get out of them. I don't have quadrants. What are you like a monkey? You just rub bananas on your face, and you think it's brushing your teeth? Bananas are delicious, but it's not. It's not cleaning your teeth or freshening your breath in any way. During your lifetime, you waste 108 whole days just brushing your teeth. And fact number four: ninety percent of all dental gum disease are caused simply by uh, incorrectly brushing your teeth. This is ridiculous. What is your final say within this, Josh Burns? Is does this my, pass the nerd degree? My final say is 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 as follows: first and foremost, if they're going to say how much time you're losing brushing your teeth, I wonder if they're measuring the time you're losing sitting in a dentist chair, getting all your teeth worked on because you only brush for ten seconds a fucking day. That's Number one. Number two, I give this four giant thumbs down. Two of mine and two of a person to be named later because that's how we always rank it in the nerd degree. That's right. Two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. That's always four. This is four (laughs) thumbs down. Right. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to go with the standard two thumbs down. Absolutely. I won't deviate from our standard metric. Two thumbs down. Four thumbs down. (laughs) I can't believe it. Get your act together, Internet. And Kickstarter, stop, stop this. That's a bad Kickstarter. Stop it now. 
We love movies, don't we, Brian? We love movies. We love them. We love Absolutely. them to death. Then there's nothing more that we love than making them better than they already are. In some cases, we do it for movies past. In some cases, we do for remakes. Right now, this week, we're going to cast this. Beetlejuice. God, I apologize for everybody for that. It's so metal. I'm so sorry so much for whomever's car speakers just went, what the hell? Or whoever just tripped on your walk. I'm so so sorry. So good. I should have warned you. So here's the deal. CJ is going to moderate Brian and I recasting a movie. We're going to do it. um, Hopefully every week. This week is going to be Beetlejuice. I won't set rules. I'll leave that to CJ, but we're going to recast the movie Beetlejuice. We're going to recast Adam, Barb, Beetlejuice, Lydia Dietz, Delia Dietz, Charles Dietz, and their personal assistant, Otho. I feel like you said Beetlejuice way too many times. Don't say too many times. Don't say too many times. I think I I said it twice. He may show up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So let's just... Let's cool it down just a little bit. Indeed. All right. Don't need him showing up. You don't want who showing up. I see what you're trying to do. (laughs) All right. I'm just checking. Not going to work. I was was testing. Listen, we've said Creed enough times that Scott Stapp is going to pop out soon. I'm afraid for my life. I think he's going to come after me. And he'll come at you with arms wide open. (laughs) He will. And at the end of that day. All right, I, 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 so the rules now. this week are, are <laughs> the rules this week are, are that everyone only gets one cast list, so no double casting the roles. Yeah, oh, too late. The the other rule beyond that is there are no rules, so we'll we'll get some standard ones for for next week. Uh, but remember to add context to your actors or actresses, please. Got it. I shall try. I think I think I'm going to call this right now. I think we have at least one in common. And if we don't, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Uh, I think I will be very disappointed in you if we do not have at least one in common. All right. Okay. So we are starting this cast this off with Adam played by Alec Baldwin. And we're starting with Brian's first pick. Uh, I have uh, John Hamm as Adam. I, I have Adam Scott, who you know, from Parks and Rec, among many other things. OK, OK, OK. I can see that. I like John Hamm. I, I, f- I feel like John Hamm is this generation's Alec Baldwin. And I don't need to tell you who John Hamm is. <laughs> that is true. You should all know who John Hamm is. That is I, very I, true. I, I think he's too strong for the character. I thought about John Hamm and I, I, I settled on Adam Scott because I feel like. Yeah, make your case for Adam Scott because right now John Hamm is winning. I, understood. Uh, I feel like the character of Adam was far less confident and much more sort of leading with his face. And John Hamm reminds me of a very confident person. Adam Scott is sort of waffling, floundering, stuttering, a bit like Adam in the movie. I think you're I think you are too busy thinking John Hamm from Madman and not enough John Hamm from Prize a mates, ton of other stuff. Uh, everything else. Oh, I, I okay. I can see that. I don't. I don't have anything against John Hamm, and I don't hate him as a square jawed sort of strong male character. I want you. I want you to think of just the one scene that John Hamm is in Parks and Rec, and tell me that's not Adam. 
Oh, I will, ac- I, I will acquiesce John Hamm. Yay, John Hamm you for the win. win. Oh, Brian. Oh, John yeah. Hamm, wonderful job. You win. All right, the next one it. is Barb, which originally played by Gina Davis. And we're starting with Josh this round. Amy Poehler. Okay, also from Parks and Recreation. I'm sorry, this isn't a theme. I swear <laughs> to God, it's not a theme. But uh, Amy Poehler is what I saw as as sort of the the smart but also sort of ditzy, funny, clumsy okay. Barb. Brian, your pick? So for all the same reasons, I picked uh, Liv Tyler, who you okay. know from Lord of the Rings and Empire no, Records and Armageddon. I, mm, I don't. Oh, I, don't I mean, I, her, I don't see her hitting any marks in comedy at all. Oh, no, I'm I, having a I'm having can. a real problem with Liv Tyler, and and I love look, I love Liv Tyler, not for what you said, but Empire Records. I love Liv Tyler. I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't see I her as Empire Gina Records. Davis. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't see her. Bar- Can you make any other? What is your reason then for casting? What? Why is that a better pick than Amy Poehler? I mean, I, I, I never saw Barb as like too comedic. I always saw her more as like the like kind of brainy, sweet girl. And when it I was think- her, it was her expressive faces that did it for me. <laughs> that's and- not Liv Tyler. At all. No, that's Liv not Liv Tyler. Tyler. Doesn't if we're gonna have go with that reasoning. Face. Sure. Well, will, that's that's what Gina Davis is. She will, acts with her face. Okay. Can you fi- let me finish my sentence? Hey, can you let me finish? Can I will finish? acquiesce to Amy Poehler. All right, yes! Amy Poehler. It's one to one. The next one is Lydia, uh, played originally by Winona Ryder. And I would like to start with Brian for this round. This is the one that I think we should have the same person for. And if, if we if don't, I, if I say don't. this, we don't. Go ahead. Don't. Who is it? I have Aubrey Plaza. Also from Parks and from Recreation. Parks and Rec. I think Mike and Dave, the wedding dates. I have uh, not as good a pick. Oh, 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 oh. oh. So who do, All right. Who, who's who do you your have? crappy pick? Um, is she, I don't think she's crappy. Uh, I have Mackenzie Foy, who played young Murph in Interstellar, and she was in, she was Renesmee in Twilight. Okay. I, I think she's a really good pick, but it's not anywhere close to Aubrey Plaza, but Aubrey Plaza is so much older, which is why I went. Mackenzie but she looks, but she, she looks, she looks young, young and she can play. I, look, young I, well. I can't, I can't compete this, with Aubrey goes, Plaza. I cannot. Yeah, this it's like saying, "Hey guys, have you ever seen uh, when Wednesday Adams? Oh yeah, it's Christina Ricci, and no one else fucking ever, ever. Aubrey Plaza is the right pick. <laughs> You're just so happy with yourself. That's you? that's the that's the right pick. I should have had that. It's so good. It should have been mine. <laughs> The next is Otho, uh, originally played by Glenn Shattuck. And I'm going to start with Josh for this round. This is the one I was hoping we would have the same. I have Jack Black. Oh, we don't have the same. Nope. I have Josh Gad. Josh oh, Gad from okay. uh, yeah. the film Beauty and the Beast. I'm fine with either one of those. I don't have a problem with Josh Gad as sort of the new Jack Black. Yeah. I still go with Jack Black. All I right, mean, so, I, I'd be happy with Jack Black, too. So listen, both. Of, okay. Whoa. whoa. Okay, I, I like I like both our picks as the problem. Why is Jack Black better than Josh Gad? Because he's a bit older, uh, which Otho was. Uh, he had clearly been an advisor to to Lydia Dietz for a while, even because she's a crazy artist. Um, but he, he is just so much more expressive and just crazy. Josh Gad can can play those things. I don't buy him as actually crazy where I get Jack Black is actually crazy. And Brian, what is your defense to that? I mean, I think Josh Gad, 
I, I think he could play crazy. I when I when I think of Otho, I think of this like overexpressive guy. And as much as I love Josh Gat, uh, Jack Black, and I think he can do it, and I think he's overexpressive. He's more like the uh, you're talking flamboyant. That's not like that's yes and no. Well, I mean, he, but but Otho was but right and, a bit, yeah. a bit and, flamboyant. And, and and when I think of that, and I saw him, uh, Josh Gad play LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, right. oh, you're totally. you're saying you're saying okay. Jack Black can't play flamboyant. I, I am going. I'm, I'm saying going to Jack make a Black is too too uh, we, rocker. We need a ruling. I'm going to make a ruling based on this, on this argument. I'm going to give it to Jack Black. Uh, I thought so. We're two for two. <laughs> the best. All right, let's go with Delia, originally played by Catherine O'Hara. And we're going to start with Josh. Elizabeth Banks is the only person I saw to play this role. Pitch Perfect, Hunger Games. It's 40-year-old virgin, old virgin 40, scrubs. Yes, 40-year-old virgin, virgin, virgin yes, scrubs. scrubs, obviously. Okay, Brian, let's try to top Elizabeth Banks. I don't I don't like my pick, so I'm probably <laughs> going to give this to Josh. <laughs> okay, who you got? Uh, I had Jennifer Coolidge um she she is the that the that girl in a bunch of stuff she was on two broke girls she's been in episodes of glee she's been in a lot of different things that you probably don't watch honestly <laughs> stifler's mom stifler's mom yeah yeah jennifer coolidge is stifler's mom she's she's funny are you just conceding this round over to elizabeth banks I mean, unless josh likes my pick for some reason i, I mean i like it i i don't like it as much but I don't hate it. It's actually It's an interesting pick, really, it really is. It's a really good low budget pick. Well, I'm already paying a ton of money for John Hamm, so obviously I obviously I like Elizabeth I like Elizabeth Banks better. I like Elizabeth Banks better. But this isn't a bad pick. It's it's not a bad pick, but you're right, Elizabeth Banks is better. So I'm, I'm I think I'm, I think she does a better deal. I'm yeah. gonna give it I'm gonna give it to Josh. All right. All right, so let's look at Charles, originally paid by uh, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, mm. If you don't know, he was the principal. No, he, yes, principal in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and, just, and not famous for anything and, else. And he was in Howard the Duck. An awful human being otherwise. Um, all right, he was let's in start Howard with, the Duck. Let's start with Brian. Okay, so the reason I picked Jennifer Coolidge is because I picked Charles first, and I was trying to think of somebody who could like pair with him well. And I'm going to say this name, and you're not going to know it right off the bat, but you'll know it once I tell you some stuff he's been in. I picked Stephen Root. Okay. I know Stephen Root. Okay. Are you kidding me? So Stephen Jimmy Root. James? The man so nice they named him twice? The, he was Milton in Office Milton Space? Milton in Office Space. Yes. He was in Dodgeball. Um, you know, he, Boardwalk he's been Empire. Boardwalk Empire. He, he's a ton, but a bunch of stuff. Correct. I, I, the man is an actually really you good, know serious funny? actor. You know what's funny is that you paired these two together, and I paired these two together. Oh, you okay. have to. Let's let's hear you. Let's hear you. So Josh. you went Stephen Root, and this, and and I went Elizabeth Banks and Jason Sudeikis. Okay. As okay as, as a pairing for Elizabeth Banks, as, pair, totally as, as Charles Dietz, it works. Jason Sudeikis works for me. But I could totally do it. I really like Stephen Root. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Stephen really Root like would be amazing. <laughs> yes. I think he'll bounce off anybody. I, I uh... sure. I'm, I'm. I will acquiesce Jason Sudeikis for Stephen Root. Absolutely. So we're tied going into Beetlejuice. So that just, means that's it. Just it's the man, <laughs> the man who listen. The man only spends just a few minutes on the screen, but makes an impact. So the man who shall not be named right now, but rhymes with Beetle Moose. <laughs> Beetle Moose originally played, of course, by Michael Keaton. I went so unorthodox, and too. I would love to start with your unorthodox cast: Jason Mansukis, 
Raffi from the league. Whoa. <sighs> okay, Brian. I don't want to hear anything yet. I don't want to hear anything yet. I just want to hear I just want to hear Brian's okay. Brian's pick. Brian. I had such a hard time with this. I I, I was I'm torn between two. I went, how can I recast Michael Keaton? How can I do that? Yeah, I, I, I know. Brian, I want to hear your pick. Can I can I can I get a weighing on pick, my two or do I need to pick, pick one? Pick you have one. to pick one. Pick one. I picked one, pick one. That's my only other rule besides there are no rules. Adam Devine. Okay, so we know him from Adam Devine was in Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect and uh, Workaholics. Correct. <sighs> okay, I would love to hear your case, Brian, and then Josh, I would like to hear yours because you're uh, very interesting. Um, Just like you were, I, I, I feel like the, the Beetlejuice character needs to be like kind of crazy and expressive and, and that's Adam Devine to a T. Um, I, I'm kind of, I was on the fence about him because he doesn't exactly like, I don't know, look the part, but I think he could if, you know, if you really wanted to makeup, makeup and stuff, makeup yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, why is he a better pick than Josh? He's not. He is because I don't see what's his name. Here's the problem. I don't even know the actor's name. I only know him as Ralphie. And I've seen him in other things. And you the problem is... You know him as Rafi, but that's fine. Cool. But the we'll problem is he's always Rafi. I've seen him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. I've seen him yep. in yep. Parks and Rec. Yep. But he's all this always stuff, that, all that character. All this stuff is accurate. This is all accurate. Brian's claims are all accurate. Right. Adam Devine is a far bigger name. But he's nowhere near as disgusting as we know <laughs> this actor to be. And, oh, man. And the thing is, Beetlejuice when really you disgusting. when you see Raffi as Beetlejuice being disgusting, saying disgusting things, really taking it to the limit, way beyond what Michael Keaton even did, taking it to the limit, grabbing his crotch, saying ridiculous things, you go, I believe this guy. Where you look at, Adam Devine, as as hilarious as he is, he's just this side of disgusting. He's just he's okay. just tolerable. So so Brian, that's an accurate point, Josh. So Brian, this is your this is your final retort. Wait wait, he gets a fucking cross examination. I don't get a final retort. I, he gets I, a I, rebuttal to my shit. I would just listen. There are no rules except for the rules I make. So you sit God down and you it, let this see, happen. Now you're right. There's no rules, Brian. Do your do. Your I work. don't. I don't have a rebuttal. I. I, I think. I think you're right. I, I. I. To the point where, like, yes, Beetlejuice needs to be. Josh, this is what I was actually waiting for right there. It was just that sentence. Oh, but why? Because I said <laughs> it for the third time. Go ahead. He needs to be disgusting, but I. I, I don't think that's outside of Adam Devine's realm. I think he's. He's. Butted up against the line plenty of times. I don't think he would have a problem pushing yeah. past that line. The thing I can cite for Brian's defense is workaholics, right? Workaholics. And, and I've even, watched workaholics. And even Mike and Dave need wedding dates. He, he, he was is pretty nowhere gross in that. near as disgusting <laughs> as Raffi. It's very true. This is this is tough. Make a ruling. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want you to think. You need to think of every other role that that guy's been in because Brian's desperate. No, Look I'm not how desperate. desperate. Brian is. I'm not desperate. But listen, win. he's not always that character. He needs to defeat me. He's not. So he, but badly. he's not always that disgusting. He's always Rafi, but he's not always that disgusting. No, he's, he's always. Yeah, he's always disgusting. CJ, could you just make a ruling? Could you please? <sighs> okay, all right. This this is tough because these are two very different ways to approach this character. And uh, different qualifications as to what this character needs to be. But the one that has the right spirit 
And I think the one that would win as the uh, the last time I'll say this on the podcast, the one that will win Beetlejuice is Josh's pick. Of course it is. Oh, shit. Listen, but listen, it's a it's it's a slim. Listen, before you before you claim oh, I got robbed, that's a slim margin because I didn't say I'm, I'm not saying I got I'm robbed. really thinking of workaholics and just looking at what Adam Devine can do based off that role. And you're right on. I just don't think he's going to hit the mark with the other members of the cast that we have too, to be Beetlejuice. I'm very I'm, I'm actually super thrilled that we were able to put together a cast and we both had great picks. But, uh, man, I was blown away by some of yours. They were really, really <laughs> solid. This, this, stuff. this was this was good work on your part, guys. Good work. We obviously want to hear what you guys think about these picks, right? And and what do you guys think about the show and cast this in general? So please be sure to reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, or of course, go to thatkindofnerd.com and leave a comment here for the note. Also, studios, you can get at me directly. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank at, you. At jnubs572 on Twitter. Just go ahead and hit me up. You can slide right in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> listen, thank you guys so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Please, again, support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash thatkindofnerd. I am CJ Mellon, joined, of course, by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. No matter what anybody says, I still like Creed, okay? Like, I still like them. Don't fucking lie to me, you have feet. Mm. Mm. I, know I come back drinking. to CJ trying to scare Brian. What's going on? What's go- What's going on? He's moving his bike with his mind, Josh. <laughs> There's no cables. Hands up, he's still moving, not moving. This is very strange. Like everything that's happening is very strange. <sighs> I need more whiskey. Allow me. Allow me. You guys have driven me to drink. I have to refill my vodka. I'm gonna kickstarter their face with my foot. CJ hates us right now. At this moment. Roll me now. I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. Maybe six feet. Ain't so far down.